Hello, this is DJ Martin from Parker Ford Church. Today I'm going to be talking about moving from fear and anxiety to faith and love. The title of of this teaching is Jesus is Greater Than Fear. So wherever you're gathered, uh, let me pray for you as you're with your loved ones, your families, in your living rooms, dining rooms, wherever you're gathered, and just ask that God would teach us how to be non-anxious presence bringers that move from anxiety and fear to faith and love. So please join me as I pray. Father, we just ask your blessing over this teaching. I ask your, your comfort and guidance for your spirit to speak in each person's life, wherever they are, whoever they're with, God, that you would be with them and that you would teach each of us to move out of anxiety and into your presence, out of fear and into faith and love. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I love that phrase, non-anxious presence bringers. This phrase was originally coined by a Jewish rabbi named Friedman, and he used it at the end of the 20th century um, as, a, as a tool for leadership. He said that the, the best leaders are not the people who have the most information or the most knowledge or competency. He said the best leaders are those who are able to be non anxious in the midst of an anxious situation. And I have found that to be so true and such a profound and helpful piece of advice. Think about the life of Jesus. Everywhere he went, he was non-anxious. No matter what was going on around him, no matter how people were crying out for him, interrupting him, demanding things from him, in every situation he was able to be fully himself, not anxious, presence and filled with peace. And so what I want to talk about for the remainder of our time is five practices from the Bible of moving from anxiousness and fear into faith and love. So here are the five things um, that I'm going to outline and then we'll touch on each of them briefly. Number one, we need to fear the correct thing. When we fear God, the lesser fears or fear of lesser things in our lives lose their potency. Number two, we need to worship God. We worship what we fear. We become like that which we worship. When we worship God, we both fear him rightly and we become more like him. Thirdly, we need to remember stories of old. Listening to stories of faith and love in action strengthens our own capacity for life that's filled with faith and love. Number four, we need to serve other people. Self-sacrificial love and service of others transforms self-focused anxiety to an other-centered concern. When we serve other people, our eyes move from ourselves to God and then ultimately to other people to serve them. And number five, we need to practice joy, practice humor, and practice laughter because the joy of the Lord is our strength. So these are the five things we're going to briefly look at in moving from fear to faith and love. So point number one, we need to fear the correct thing. The most common commandment in all of the Bible, from the Old Testament all the way through the New Testament, Genesis to Revelation, is do not be afraid. That phrase 
appears over 100 times in the scriptures. In fact, conversations about not being afraid in some form or context happen over 500 times in the scripture. It is the number one most common commandment in the scriptures. Do not be afraid. That should be balanced with the very real sort of paradox that comes in scriptures that tells us that as followers of Christ, we can expect suffering and trouble In fact, one of the last things that Jesus said to his disciples before his death in John 16, 33 was this. In this world, you will have trouble. But then he says, take heart, take courage, because I have overcome the world. So when we say don't be afraid, do not fear, we're not saying that there's not very real struggles and very real tribulations. Far from it. What we are saying is we need to fear the right thing. There's a good type of fear, which is fear of God. And there's a misplaced fear, which is dread or anxiety or obsession over anything other than God. When we fear God, phobias or our lesser fears are transformed into reverence, the right kind of fear. In the famous passage, 1 John 4, the Apostle John says this, Perfect love casts out fear. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. The Greek word there that's translated as fear in English is the word phobos, which is, of course, where we get the word phobia. And so perfect love casts out phobia. It casts out fear of lesser things than God and replaces it with fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom and the beginning of worship. When we fear God and and reverence him in his greatness, something paradoxical happens there where it seems like you would be more afraid, like in a cowering sense of trying to avoid him because he's so great. But when we worship God in his greatness, he draws near to us in his imminence and in his presence. And what he speaks to us is do not be afraid. This phrase that appears so many times in the scriptures. Point number two. To move from fear to faith and love, we need to worship God. Not just fear him, but worship him in the fullness of what worship is. The French writer and philosopher Voltaire said, In the beginning, God created man in his own image. And man has been trying to repay the favor to God ever since. What a brilliant assessment of humanity. Ever since God created Adam and Eve in his image, we've been trying to repay the favor to him and remake him in our image. When we look at God, We're formed into his image. We become like that which we behold. We become like that which we worship. And we worship what we fear. Think about it. Whatever you're afraid of, it gets your thoughts. It gets your obsessions. It gets your sleepless nights. It gets your conversations. It gets your resources and your attention. All of that, all of that are aspects. Those are all aspects of what it means to worship. We worship what we fear. All fear belongs to the Lord. He's jealous of our love and he's jealous of our worship. And so he's jealous of our fear. All fear belongs to him. As we fear God and worship him, our fears are transformed to adoration and we are reformed and conformed and transformed deeper into his image. And instead of us making him in our image, he, through his spirit and his word, continues to conform us deeper into the image of his son. 
Point number three, to move from fear to faith and love, to move from anxiety to peace and presence, we need to remember stories of old. In Psalm 78, the psalmist says this, my people, hear my teaching. Listen to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth with a parable. I will utter hidden things, things from of old, things that we heard and known, things our ancestors have told us about. We won't hide them from our descendants. We will tell them to the next generation. The praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. When we tell about the wonders of God, the amazing things, marvelous things that he's done, we remember that he will walk us faithfully through whatever circumstances and situation we're in. When we hear stories of faith, it grows our capacity. It grows our spiritual imagination to know the possibilities of what God can do in our own life. So to move from fear to faith and love, we need to remember the stories of God's faithfulness that have happened in our life, in church history, in our community, as well as the stories of faith in the scriptures. Point number four, to move from fear to faith and love, we need to serve other people. The apostle Paul wrote in Galatians chapter five, this is, right before the fruit of the Spirit, he says in verse 13, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. He goes on to say in verse 16, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. I don't know about you, but for me, for some reason, one of the things my flesh longs for is to be anxious. And my guess is that's probably the case for most of you too. I don't know what it is about our fallen humanity and our flesh But we actually crave anxiety. We run to it. We cling to it. We're anxious about the things we wear. We're anxious about the way people look at us, what they think about us, where we're going to get our next meal, how we're going to get the promotion at work we want, and on and on and on, just anxiety after anxiety that our flesh clings to. But that's not the way of the Spirit. The way of the Spirit is the fruit of the Spirit, which we know is love and joy peace and patience and so on. But Paul says here, the entire law is fulfilled. So the the spirit, the way that the spirit desires to walk out life is through this, love your neighbor as yourself. And just as he says before this, use your freedom to serve one another humbly. As we serve one another, as we fulfill the law of Christ, as we keep in step with the spirit, rather than being anxious about all of these things, We're seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We don't have to worry about those things. God takes care of them. As we focus on God and focus on other people, our self-centered anxiety is transformed to other-focused concern. Point number five. To move from fear to faith and love, we need to practice joy. That's right, practice joy and laughter and humor. Even though this is a time where we are grieving the loss of many things in our culture and society, for me, most of all, being with the people I love face to face, 
This isn't just a season for grieving. It's also a time to rejoice and to celebrate. In the book of Nehemiah, chapter 8, comes one of the most profound statements in all of Scripture. The people of Israel are mourning and weeping in the midst of realizing all the things that they've lost. And Nehemiah says to them, Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. My point in saying this is not to say, don't grieve or don't mourn. In fact, the Apostle Paul says, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. The second beatitude is, blessed are those who mourn. Jesus himself is the man of sorrows. So this isn't a sermon to not grieve. By all means, grieve. What it is to say is also rejoice. Find things to give thanks to God for. Rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice because joy in the Lord is our strength. And so if we're going to be a people who are not anxious, but who walk with courage and strength and faith, then we have got to rejoice and find our strength in the joy of the Lord. So rejoicing in him, practicing joy moves us from anxiety to peace. It moves us from fear to faith and love. So these are the five biblical practices I'd like you to consider to help move us and transform us from a people of fear to a people of faith and love. Number one, we're to fear God because as we fear him, our fears of other lesser things lose their power. Number two, we need to worship God day and night. We worship what we fear and we become like that which we worship. So fear the Lord and worship him. Number three, we need to remember stories of old. God has faithfully walked each generation of his people through times of trouble. Number four, we need to serve others. As we focus on others, our self-focused anxieties find healthier outlets in our concern for others. Number five, we need to practice joy. Fear saps our internal, emotional, spiritual strength. But the joy of the Lord is our strength and builds our strength. As we close this time, I have five questions for you to work through with your families. And they're related to each of the five points. Question number one, what are you most afraid of? I'd encourage you to, in your spiritual imagination, take that thing that you're afraid of and carry it to the Lord and hand it over to him. Like physically in your imagination, hand it off to him to hold and to keep. Number two, how is God's spirit using the current events to lead you into a deeper place of worship and intimacy with God? Number three, what stories of faith in scripture and in your own family history speak to our current circumstance? Number four, how is God calling you to serve others generously today? And number five, how will you practice the joy of the Lord today? As you begin to work through these questions, let me pray to seal this time and ask God to seal his word in our lives. God, we thank you that you have not called us to a life of anxiety. You have called us to a life of peace. Let the peace of Christ guard your hearts. May the people of God be non-anxious presence bringers, just like our Messiah. All our hope is in you. We walk with you in faith, hope, and love. And we pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.